Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is how do you respond to feedback? Feedback is a funny thing. We want it when it's positive. We embrace it when it's glorifying, and yet we push it away when it slightly resembles anything negative. We ignore it. We embellish it as we report it to others. We don't like it if it's not uplifting. It's human nature to respond by recoiling when people don't like us or what we do. It's normal for us to be hurt, shocked, offended, or even become mad if someone gives us feedback that's challenging. I've learned through the years that feedback can take on many forms. It can be hurtful and debilitating, but it can also be helpful and encourage growth. That is, if we let it. For example, when we learn from feedback, we learn steps to sort through, sift through, and work on getting to the core of what's being said. Yet many of us might think, hmm, that's too much work. Well, here's what I mean. First, if you study the feedback, you will see truth. I believe there's always at least a grain of truth in what's been said, and that's no doubt what's biting at us. Sort through the words that were delivered. Was there anything that seemed like it could be helpful or truth-filled? Were there words that didn't make sense and seemed exaggerated? Sort through. What's truthful? Keep it. What's discrediting because of untruth? We'll throw that out. Secondly, I also believe that you must look at the motivation behind the feedback. Was it someone that's supposed to give you feedback, like a boss? Was it a coworker who was trying to help? Or was it somebody on the sidelines who has no merit? Perhaps they're jealous, want to create trouble or knock you down. You need to sort through motivation. Next, what are you going to do with it? If the words were harsh and hurtful, it's easy for us to pack them away inside our soul. We bring them out on a day when we want to be angry, when we want to hurt ourselves or, worse yet, others. Don't do it. What are you going to do with it? Well, my daddy always said we take constructive criticism, feedback, and we use it. We see what's worth saving and we implement what needs to be done to correct our behavior and become our best version of ourselves. In other words, we let the words move us to change. I like that. How about you? Does it make sense? Let me give you an example. Many years ago, I took a job as a worship director in a big church in the cities. I loved it, thought I was doing great, and the church was growing because of the good preaching, and I really believe the good worship team. The team was solidified and unified. They were bringing great music, challenging dramas, and great creative elements to each and every service. Things were moving along. And then it came time for my annual review. Oh, I was so excited. The worship team was growing. I had this creative team. I was implementing teaching times. I thought, he's going to say you're doing a great job. I walked into my boss's office with a big glass of iced tea. I sat down across from my pastor with a smile on my face. I expected to get some good feedback. I figured I'd get something that perhaps I needed to work on, something to encourage, you know, that I really had to change. But instead... My fabulous, self-focused pastor, bless his heart, who was very insecure, looked at me, took a deep breath and said, I know we're here for your first year annual review, but let's take a moment and just reflect on me. Yes, I said this. 
he said to me, how do you think I'm doing? Mm, I was shocked. I thought, huh? Okay, I'll travel this route. He probably just needs to know that I'm happy here and I enjoy my job. But for the next 30 minutes, it consisted of him asking about his relationships, his preaching, his personality flaws, and so on and so on. At the end of our 30-minute time, he said, well, you seem to be doing a real good job, Kathy. Thanks for your input, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Tomorrow was not another review day. Tomorrow was just a regular day. My point, no feedback to me was worse than challenging feedback. I couldn't see where I was doing well, and I needed to know where I needed to put more effort into improving. Listeners, I've told people who have told me that I'm fabulous and people who have told me that I'm terrible that I'm grateful for their feedback because I want to know what people think. But somewhere in the middle of those reports, seriously, is really who I am, just a regular average person, just a normal Susie Sunshine And I like to know what people are thinking. How do we confront feedback when it's really bad, though? How do we deal with it? How do we keep a balanced pride and an awareness of who we really are aside of others' opinions? Well, in today's episode, I hope that you and I together can discover some truths. Joining me in the studio today is Patrick Russell. Pat serves as a school psychologist in St. Cloud, Minnesota, Pat says that his greatest desire is to encourage others to make Christ known through their day-to-day living and help people realize their full potential in life. I think he's fabulous. Here he is. Welcome to the show, Pat. Thank you. Good to be here. I'm glad you're with me because this is a tough topic, Pat, not one that you want to talk with to everybody about. So I'm glad it's you and me, and then we're going to talk to our listeners. So today we're going to talk about feedback, and it's a tough subject at times, You know, sometimes in life, I have just really been hit down from some bad feedback. What makes it um, so hard for us as humans? Why do we dread feedback, Pat? Well, I think part of it can be that we've been hurt maybe in the past by feedback, that we've heard something negative and, you know, none of us wants to hear anything negative or bad about us. That maybe drives that that negativity, that, that feeling of dread when it comes to getting feedback from others. And, and it, it could be feedback from the job. It could be feedback from a friend or even from a spouse. But, you know, we just, we just don't like hearing the bad things about us. We, we like hearing the good things. That's right. Um, now, did you ever know anybody, Pat, who was someone who didn't mind hearing the bad things? Actually, they kind of thrived on it. I, I knew one person in my whole life that was like that. Have you ever met anybody like that? No, I haven't. Well, there you go. It's kind of odd, isn't it? Because most of us yeah, are exactly what you're saying. We don't want to hear bad things. It means that we're failing somewhere, that we're doing something wrong. Let's talk about that idea about our jobs, Pat, and feedback that we get from bosses. So let's say that you go in for a review and your boss has nothing but negative things to say about your performance. How do you respond and how do you deal with those words? And then how should we respond? I think, I think, I mean, that can be very devastating, especially if you're a new person on the job and you're, and you're trying hard, you're working hard, but then the feedback that you've gotten is, is just real negative. I know that, like, when I used to work in a hospital, um, we used to have our, our yearly reviews, and it wasn't just, you know, this was how you're doing at work, but these reviews was the basis for your, your pay increase. And so if you didn't do very well, 
you weren't going to see much of a pay raise. And what I would what I would normally do is I would try to sit down and figure out, okay, how have I been how have I been doing on the job? We used to have goals that were based on the expectations that our head nurse would have for us. And I would I would sit down and try to figure out, okay, how, how have I done on this goal? How have I done on this goal? How have I done on this goal? So that when I would go in for the for the feedback session with my head nurse, I, I was kind of prepared for what she was going to say. So that if if I was to get nothing but negative feedback, then I could, in my own mind, replay, okay, you know, she was saying this, and I didn't do this or this or this. Did I do those things or did I not do those things? And if I was in complete disagreement with her, with her assessment and the feedback that I was getting was all negative, and, but I knew that I had done at least part of those things correctly, then I would either bring that up during the meeting or maybe ask for a follow-up meeting so that I could kind of go over those with her myself and say, well, you know, you had said this, this, and this, but I, I think I've done this pretty well. But if you don't agree with me, then could you make some suggestions perhaps for me to do a better job at that? I think when, when we hear feedback, if we're able to take it in and say to ourselves, is this really true? Is it truth that's being told to me? And if it's not, if we could come back and ask for maybe some examples that it, it can diffuse maybe some bad feelings that may come up. I think that's a great, great way to look at it. Because don't you think, Pat, that when we actually have feedback given to us, whether it's kind of like planned, you prepared your mind, you prepared your heart, could be this, could be that, here's some examples. That was so smart. I think that's a great way to prepare but don't you think it's interesting because when people give us feedback, you know, maybe it's a performance where you sang at church, you know, you had a solo spot. Somebody walks up and says, that was fabulous. Somebody walks up and says, wow, are you sick today? You know, a person isn't necessarily prepared for that kind of feedback. And I think the first thing we do is we go into shock. Don't you think you're like, huh? You know, somebody yeah. said that. You don't necessarily think I had fast enough on your feet to be able to, you know, answer that. But I, I really like how you're preparing our minds because you're saying, okay, if you know you have something coming up where you're going to get feedback, you can prepare and get ready to go. What happens if you have your review, Pat, and there's nothing negative and nothing that needs feedback? This person, your, you know, head nurse said, oh, you're just doing a great job, you know, wonderful. We think you're fabulous. Thanks so much. You're done. Do you think it's necessarily healthy for us to hear just positive? No, I don't. Because <laughs> I know that even if my supervisor comes and says, "Oh, you're doing," I, you have no, you have no, uh, no room for improvement because you're you're perfect. You're doing everything just the way you need to be doing it. I guess I would I would wonder about their sincerity and their truthfulness because I know I'm human. I'm my name is Patrick. It's not St. Patrick. And so <laughs> I, like that. I, know, I know that I need to make improvements somewhere. I mm -hmm. could do something better. Exactly. Um, and so I would just, I, I, think, I think the whole issue of feedback has to really deal with being truthful and being honest. Okay. And if, if my boss comes and tells me that 
I'm doing everything great that I, I don't have to worry about anything. I really wonder about their sincerity and, and their, their truthfulness. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, if they come back and they say, you really stink at everything that you do, again, I, I go back to that. Are they really being truthful? Right. right. Are they really being honest with me? Mm-hmm. Because either if you have one or the, or the other extreme, something's missing there. Okay. Okay. So my daddy used to say, as a college professor, when he would call his students in, he would say, Kathleen, what I'm going to do is I'm always going to start with something positive. I'm going to tell them something really great. Then I'm going to come in with another backup of something really great. And then I'm going to say, here's something for room for improvement. He would always tell me it was room for improvement because it wasn't you're doing this wrong. You know, just here's something you can do better. And then he would close it with, you know, just want to, again, encourage you. You're doing a great job. And he said sometimes he'd have to put a couple things in there that they needed to work on. But he said as long as you had a balance, it helped the person Mm -hmm. know they had good qualities and then they had things to work on. So, Pat, let's describe what a healthy attitude looks like. I want to hear your opinion when accepting criticism. So let's say that I'm the boss. It's annual review time. I'm coming in. I'm saying, you know, this is great. This is good. Here's a, a room for improvement piece. And um, all of a sudden, you know, the person, you're, you're starting to feel kind of grouchy. That was something that you thought you were good at. You're not going to talk. You're angry. Um, what's happening in this scenario? How could you respond differently? What can happen? How, what can our listeners learn? I think we, we have to be in the in a right place to receive feedback. I think if, if you're going to be going in to a boss and, and, and receiving feedback on your, on your job, I think, I think we have to get ourselves into a good place to receive that feedback. We have to feel comfortable with, with ourselves and our job that we do. We have to feel comfortable with um, our boss. And I think the boss, our boss has to um, also be able to allow us to feel that certain degree of, of comfort that when they come to us and tell us that we know that it's not, they're not doing it to put us down or to belittle us or say that we're no good. It's, it's to help us to improve and that they have our best interest at heart. And I think being able to accept criticism is, is being able to kind of put aside our feelings and understand that it's not a personal attack on us. It's to help us to grow in our, in our job. If it's, if it's with an employer or if it's maybe with a friend, it's in that relationship. Um, we have to understand that, you know, we see ourselves in a certain light, but it's different for people who see us. They see us differently than how we see ourselves. That's right. And we miss things. You know, we have a blind spot where we're not seeing what other people are seeing in us, or even that goes with our jobs too. Mm-hmm. We may feel like we're doing a great job, but if if we don't have that feedback of someone on the outside looking in, we may never reach that potential That's right. that, that we can. Exactly. So if we're on the receiving end of some feedback that perhaps is a little bit more challenging for us, and maybe it's mm-hmm. hurtful, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, young or old, um, sometimes that negativity can just be hurtful, even if it's truth. How is it 
possible for us to keep moving on and have a good attitude? What do you think? I think, um, I think we have to kind of prepare our hearts to hear what may be negative. But if we, if we do hear something negative, it's important to, to realize that it's, it, 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 it was for the better and to be able just to move on and, and to leave it and to move on and, and, you know, make improvements if we need to make improvements, but to be comfortable enough with ourselves that, that we can just, we can just leave it. It's not a personal attack on us. This person is not necessarily out to get us. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a view of how we're doing our job and, you know, I, just kind like, of leaving yeah, it there. I like that. And I think for people that are having trouble leaving it there, because I have friends um, that have a hard time, and I've had it myself, the way that I combat that is I come up with something that I think is is truthful that's encouraging to myself, or I'll think of something they said. Maybe they said, you know what, Kathy, you did a really great job with your radio show. Now you're going to have to work harder on singing this song. Then I'll think, oh, well, the really good thing I did was this. You know, I'll try to keep balancing it so I don't focus on that negativity. And listeners, sometimes that's really difficult to let go of what you've heard when it's negative, even if there's a grain of truth around it. But something we can always hold on to is that God has created us exactly who we are with all of our shortcomings, and He loves us and is always working to help us grow, improve, stretch, and get better. So let's take a minute and listen to this song by Switchfoot. It's called Live It Well, and we'll be right back with Pat Russell.
means we want to live our lives well, and one way to do this is by letting others deliver feedback to us. After all, God uses others to speak into our lives. Think about King David and when he was in sin. His friend Nathan came to him, gave him feedback, and called him out on his bad behavior. Nathan's motivations were to help. Sometimes people have bad motivations. Pat, if we listen to someone's feedback and we know instinctively, intuitively, it's given out of bad motivations. Maybe it's a jealousy. Maybe it's that they want to hurt you or pull you down. Do you, um, how do you feel that we should handle that? Do you think people are always even completely aware that maybe they're, you know, have bad motivations? What do you think about that? Um, I don't think, I don't think people are always aware of their motivations. Um, especially when it causes hurt. Um, I, I think sometimes people can, can do or say hurtful things, um, maybe because they themselves have been hurt. Maybe they have a bad attitude that, at that particular time. I, and I always, I always like to, to think that, I always think, like to think the best of people, but I, I also think, too, that um, unfortunately there are also people who are out there that that maybe are trying to intentionally hurt others because they're jealous, maybe because of um, their own shortcomings. Insecurities, um, yeah. Insecurities mm-hmm. that they're trying to build themselves up by putting others down. Right. That that could be the case too. But again, I think it, it kind of goes back to to truth. You know, someone can be angry with you, they give you a bad review or they give you bad feedback or what you hear from them is just terrible. Um, I think it, it, it kind of goes back to telling yourself the truth. You know, what is truthful? What, what do I know about myself that I know is true? And is, it, is that in, in conflict with what they have said? Because if it is, then I, I'm not going to take what they say and, and take it to heart. Mm-hmm. And and maybe I just need to maybe I need to forgive them for for that hurtfulness right. that they've right. been trying to put on me. But it's important not to take that and then have it eat away at you. Exactly. Because um, we and, don't. And we maybe don't know. It, maybe it's a situation where you go back later, maybe a few days right. later, and, and try to have a conversation with them. Because mm-hmm. we don't know what people are going through and what you know, causes people to do what they're doing, if it's bad motivation. I mean, they could be going through a divorce. They could be going through financial ruin. You know, it could be stress from their boss. We don't know. But I really appreciate you talking to us because it's really interesting to hear your thoughts. And as a psychologist, we trust you and believe you got some insight to it. So, Pat, thinking about one last thought about receiving feedback in a healthy manner, what can you tell our listeners? Um. I think there there are always things that we we don't know about ourselves that can be helpful in how we do our jobs and interact with others. Um, if but we have to open ourselves up to hear from others. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of what I was saying before that there's there's parts of us that we don't we don't see we don't know, right. but those things are open maybe to others who do see them. And if we can, if we can um, open our, our hearts and our minds to what others have to say, it, it'll help us to grow and, and yeah. probably help us to grow in our relationships and, and not just 
that, but our jobs too. Exactly. And that's our whole focus with this radio show is really working to become our very best. So Pat Russell, thanks so much for being here with us today. We appreciate all of your insight. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Friends, as we continue in this line of thinking about feedback, here's John Jennings with Leadership Moments. Receiving Feedback We all need feedback in our lives, yet the actual receiving of it can be challenging both cognitively and emotionally. In their book, Thanks for the Feedback, Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen uncover three triggers that get us fighting back or shutting down when on the receiving end of constructive feedback. The first trigger focuses on the truth, as in the feedback that you are giving me is flat out wrong or untrue. If you find yourself here, use the tool of coming from and going to. Here's the tool. Ask where is the feedback coming from? Ask questions to better understand their data and how they're interpreting. Ask where is the feedback going to? Seek to understand the advice, consequences, or expectations from the giver. The second trigger focuses on the relationship you have with the giver. In this case, you take offense with the person giving you the feedback. The key advice the authors give here is separating we from what. That means being able to have a conversation about the relationship separate from the feedback content. The third and final trigger focuses on identity. Something in the feedback gets at our self-conception. In this situation, shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. The feedback is simply information that can help you learn and grow as opposed to an indictment of the person you are and cannot alter. Next time you're receiving feedback, think about these triggers. Notice what is causing your reaction to a piece of feedback. Explore some of the techniques we discussed above. For more information, I encourage you to pick up the book, Thanks for the Feedback, by Stone and Heen. Here's Best Life's friend, business entrepreneur for a company called Plexus, Wendy Larson, with thoughts on this subject. Hello. Today, I'd like to share with you my heart on how I handle offenses. Because I can't believe we can worship Christ in fullness if we are treating people poorly. Matthew 5.11 tells us, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. We need to purposely put down the magnifying glass and pick up the mirror if we are to look at offenses. With that being said, let us take hold of the fact that oftentimes long before something happens in our life, it first happens in our heart. You can turn a beautiful relationship into a living hell. And anger, unresolved conflict can cause your life to be a living hell. We live in an age of perpetual offense. Everybody is offended, and Christians can be the most offendable people of all. Jesus tells us in Matthew 5.25, Settle matters quickly with your adversity. You see, that beautiful relationship, that marriage, that friendship, that parent-child relationship is a continual target for the enemy. And the closer the relationship, the greater the opportunity. The enemy's agenda is destruction. His strategy is division. And his tactic is offense. Those offenses build up and fester and ignite in us fires. Unmet expectations become offenses. Unexpressed expectations become offenses. 
And soon, without realizing what has even happened, a fence has been built between us. A physical and spiritual division among the unity that once existed. Settle matters quickly and learn to forgive. It takes one to forgive, but two to reconcile. Forgiveness is setting the prisoner free and realizing that that prisoner is yourself. Matthew eleven twenty six. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Offense is an event, but offended is a decision. Friends, in life, feedback is inevitable. So balance it all out in the end and use words to help you move ahead. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, I pray that you'll help us be stronger when we receive feedback. I pray that you'll help us to be more encouraging as we deliver feedback. Help us to use our words to be like you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe to it on iTunes and please give us a favorable review so that other people can listen to the show and enjoy it as well. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best. Yeah.